and welcome to another episode of Unlocking Business Potential, your business and advisory podcast backed by BDO Tanaki. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Melissa, and I'm joined by my amazing co-host, Kelsey. How's it going? Going fantastic. It's a really weird time of year. We're getting really close to our new financial year starting, but also throughout the country, there's quite a lot going on at the moment, and we really do want to send our respects and our care out to everyone over in Hawke's Bay, Napier, and Gisborne, and especially some areas in Auckland, just to know that we are thinking about you. Now, today though, we do need to start talking about year-end. As I mentioned previously, we're getting quite close. We're like about a month to go. And Mm -hmm. this is a really good time to make sure that you're preparing your business for getting ready to make your end as smooth as humanly possible. We know that no business owner loves the year end rush um, and that quite often you will try and put it off for as long as possible and forget about it until you absolutely have to. But it really is a good time to start thinking about it, start reviewing what the year looks like make sure you've got everything together so that you don't have to think about all of those things you need to do um you can just focus on the new financial year before we get stuck in i just wanted to throw in our usual disclaimer that the information contained in this podcast is general in nature and is no substitute for tailored advice specific to your particular circumstances If you do need advice, make sure to touch base with your usual advisor or touch base with us, melancal at bdo.co.nz. So I guess right now the best thing and biggest piece of advice, well, we'll break these down. We're going to give you five key tips. But firstly, I really think we need to talk about contacting your advisor. Setting up a meeting, it can be virtually, it can be in person but setting up a meeting so that you can make a plan and set expectations what sort of expectations do you think Melissa people should be setting um I think it's really about I think the key one that often happens is around time frames is when are you expecting to have your accounts and your tax returns finished by your advisor and do you have any um, other people that may be relying on that information, such as if you've got bank lending and the bank is expecting to have um, those reports to them finalised, let your advisor know in advance what that date is um, so that we're all working towards the same date. Otherwise, we're all working on different time frames. We're not on the same page. And then that can just lead to frustration for everybody. That's right. And technically, you do have a 12-month period in order to file your tax returns. I know for most business owners, having a massive surprise about tax to pay, and especially if you're in your first year where you're kind of leading into that year of double taxation almost, where you're paying your first year of terminal tax as well as your first year of provisional tax, we really do want to be making sure that those expectations are set. You tell me when you need it done, we'll work around that. Exactly. And I think if there are any other expectations about what you would be expecting from the accounts or what. Um, especially if you're new to business, you don't necessarily know what a year-end process looks like. So getting in front of your advisor and asking those questions or for you knowing what to expect if it's your first year-end as well about what records you need to collect um, that your advisor is going to need in order to prepare the accounts. Um, what other information may, may you need to do between now and the end of March if that's your balance set? What do you need to get sorted? What do you need to 
maybe look at or do that you haven't done previously, that's going to make the year end a lot easier. So especially if you're new to business, getting in front of your advisor and and getting an understanding of all of that really helps as well. Because the one thing you don't want is to just roll through year end, start your new financial year. And then a few months down the track, your advisor starts asking all of these tricky questions about what happened back in February and March, what your stock balance was back in March, what your um, debtors or your creditors or what this one random large transaction was about. And you're three or four months later, or maybe even more, you might be even over 12 months if something is back in April 2022. So the sooner you can start organising those things, you do, you can erase a lot of those tricky questions that are dealing with things that are long past. So I think you you mentioned it and probably a key frustration for both clients and for accountants alike is about getting those figures that need to be from a set date. So the Mm -hmm. key one I think about when I think that is stock. So stock relates to a multitude of different businesses here in New Zealand. Whether you're in an agricultural sector and you're needing to count stock, i.e. livestock, Mm -hmm. or whether you're in a commercial sector, in which you've got trading stock, even in a little cafe where you've got cups of coffee Mm -hmm. and all sorts of different things like that. So stock on hand does need to be recorded as at the last day of your financial year. The majority of our clients listing in, it will be the end of March. Now, we do recommend making sure that you do take a stock take on 31 March or as close as humanly possible to it. It is very, very tricky at this time of year to be telling you me what your stock numbers were back at March 2022. Absolutely. And we know that a stock take is not the most fun. I know that um, I've done a few in in my lifetime and I can't say they're my favourite days, mm-hmm. but they are exceptionally important for getting accurate tax positions and end of year accounts. So doing that count is really important. And then from there, you can put on the value of what that stock is worth. So you need to know how much stock you've got. And then your actual stock value is based on the cost of that stock that it's take cost you to purchase the stock in most cases. Yes, yeah. So that's definitely something you definitely want to touch base with your accountant by. As Melissa said, in the majority of cases, that is the case. But where you do have stock which is old, and unlikely to be sold for or realised for the cost price, and there are other methods. So please just make sure that, again, you're reaching out and seeking advice from the right places. The other thing, if you're new to business and you're holding stock, to realise is that um, it's probably not the time of year to go out and buy huge amounts of stock. Mm -hmm. Um, You might notice that around this time of year that a lot of the big businesses are doing stock clearance sales, Um, And what they're doing is they are getting rid of all of that stock before their balance date. And the reason for that is that stock balance, that closing stock position at your balance date is essentially like a line of income in your final accounts that you end up paying tax on. So you um, you want to be aware of that so that you don't have excessive amounts of stock that you aren't realistically going to sell so that you can keep that balance down as much as possible. But you also have to be mindful that you can't just run at zero stock if your business relies on that stock. So it's a real balancing act. 
Um, but it is something to be aware of. Probably don't don't use this time of year to get 12 months worth of stock into your store. No, that's right. So you're going to receive a deduction for the purchase cost, but the the value of that stock is going to be recognised at income. So it's a nil it's a nil transaction. But what that does the what the actual impact of that transaction is the cash it needs to go out. So yep. if you are going to be needing money to pay for tax bills, um, stocking up on stuff that you won't be needing anytime soon probably isn't the best way to do that. Right, our third tip for preparing for year-end then is make sure that you're keeping up um, on top of your software records. In most cases in New Zealand, that is going to be keeping your zero file nice and tidy. Mm -hmm. So what we mean by that is, first and foremost, keeping on top of your bank reconciliations and making sure that every piece of information that um, you can have in there is in there and up to date. So however frequently you do your bank rec and your GST, that, that's going to be the key thing of getting that first lot of data in. Um, the second thing you want to make sure that you are doing is reviewing your accounts receivable and accounts payable and making sure that all of your invoices and purchases are entered into the software. You don't want to be missing anything, so keeping on top of that and making sure that that data is always as close to accurate as possible is going to make your life a lot easier. Absolutely. That's really, really important, making sure that you've written off any bad debtors that you're not expecting to receive and also making sure that every single invoice that is does occur prior to the end of your financial year is loaded into that system. Doing this will save you a lot of headaches. This will save additional queries which will need to come out from your accountant and will overall make the year-end process a heck of a lot smoother. The other thing that you can do in your software files in Zero to make sure that everything is good to go for year-end is to run some of the reports that are in Zero and do a bit of a review of the coding and see whether there's anything missing. So you want to run those reports, see that everything is um, coded consistently and accurately. You don't want to see that you've got 11 payments for, say, your spark bill and your phone expenses, and that one month has randomly gone into another code, such as general subscriptions. For whatever reason, it happens. Mm. Um, but if you review it now, then you can tidy that up before your accountant jumps in the file, and that is, again, going to make their lives 10 times easier for doing your accounts and you will be a fantastic client that your advisor loves doing work for because the file is nice and tidy. Absolutely. I want so many more <laughs> of those clients. Clients we've got are doing a fantastic job, but really just working on that every single year, taking a little bit extra just to make sure that everything's looking as good as you humanly can. And having that final review of the file also means that you can check if there's anything missing, that you can look through that information and go, does this feel about right? Is there something else that I've maybe purchased for the business that isn't in here? Especially um, when you're new to business, if you've paid for anything set up wise, that might have been from a personal account. If you've purchased something where you've had to buy it on a credit card and you don't have a business credit card, um, so you've purchased it from a personal account again, making sure that all of those things are captured because, you know, if it's been purchased for the business and in the name of the business, it doesn't matter what card 
has been used to pay for it, we can still claim that in your business account. Absolutely, and that's some key savings when it comes to a tax bill at the end of the year too. Perfect. So number four. <clears throat> number four, we're talking about document storage. So whether you are still using printed invoices, making sure that those are all tidy and ordered, whether you're doing that in a month-by-month -month system or putting bank statements and important documents there at the front of your file, making sure that those are really, really easy to read through and find as needed. Mm -hmm. Ideally, though, you're using an online system hopefully something a bit like HubDoc, where mm -hmm. everything is virtually stored. So if that's the case, making sure that everything, again, is in there, making sure that your advisor has access to those documents, no matter what sort of cloud-based system you're using, and just making it so that you're not being tested and asked for little tiny documents that you otherwise wouldn't have to. And that's where talking to, like going back to step one, talking to your advisor so that you know what kind of documentation you need mm -hmm. up front is really key for this, especially if you haven't done that any or very few year-ends, just reviewing what information you need up front. The key things are going to be things like bank statements, if you've bought any um, plant or any assets that are required for running your business, making sure that the invoices for those big purchases are in there and that they are, as Kelsey said, easy to find uh, in, a, in an ordered fashion that an advisor can jump in there and easily find the piece of information that they're looking for. The, you don't want to be in a situation, and we don't want to be in that situation either, where we have all of the information possible, but it's not indexed in a way that we can easily find it. We can skim through the folder miss it, whether it's a virtual or hard copy, mm -hmm. um, and then still ask you the question and it was in the folder all along. Yes, exactly. That's not really what our, a great use of our time. You're paying for our time, so you want to make sure that it's being best used so that we are charging you appropriately for the level of work you're providing. But definitely talking to your advisor up front, that's going to help you know if there is any other documentation other than bank statements and key invoices that that your advisor would expect especially they would be able to answer that based on what your business is so they will know if there are any extra key pieces of information that they're going to need based on um, your business mm -hmm. and if you do not have an online cloud storage this is a really great time to actually be looking into that talk to your advisor and see what's out there because if you can be telling them look it's all in the cloud storage that's a lot easier than taking records in a lot of people around the country aren't using advisors that live local either so saving on that courier bill where you're creating say four big big ring binders of documents is also going to be a great savings for you too and i think given that it also helps with the timing because if it's in the cloud the advisor can access that information at any time anywhere mm -hmm. And if we just think of even just mail in general, mm -hmm. that that is definitely something that's slowing down courier services. And we've seen a lot of reasons why or things that have held up courier services, especially in the last couple of weeks. So if if that initial time frame that you're looking for to get your accounts out is quite tight, working in the cloud is going to mean that that information is at your advisor's fingertips as soon as they need it, rather than having the delay of having to send things in if they aren't local. 
Now let's head on to tip five. Now this is not one we're going to go into in extreme depth because we do have previous episodes which we'd love you to go back and refer to if you want some more detail. But number five is setting your budgets and setting your goals for the next financial year. So with a new financial year looming, it's always a good time to assess what you're doing good in your business and also what you'd like to improve. So I always think of this as a really, really great time to set some new goals, achievable but trying goals, as well as make sure that your budgets and forecasts are ready to go so that you can actually report on to see how well you've gone against First of all, your budgets, but also giving you some measurable ways to see how you've met your goals. And I think pairing, getting ready for year end with that forward look of setting your goals and your budgets means that this year end reflection isn't just all backwards looking. It's also kind of you having a little bit of a review of the year going, actually, what did happen this financial year? What did go well? Um, what can I improve on? What where do I want the business to go? And set those meaningful goals off the back of that information. And then you can go full circle. We started this with a conversation with your advisor. It probably, once you've set those goals and those budgets, it's talking to that advisor again and making sure that you have everything in place for that new financial year so that those budgets are in place and can be reported on so that you're getting some meaningful feedback from the effort that you've put into setting that budget you'll also have everything that you need to make sure that those goals are achievable if there are processes that you've identified that are inefficient that's when you can talk to your advisor about what else or what improvements you can be making to processes what things you can be implementing for the new financial year say it is something like the cloud storage system Talk to your advisor, as Kelsey said, get that all set up so that you can hit the ground running for the new financial year to have that all in place. It can be really little things, but touching base with the advisor um, as that full circle moment means that that budgeting and goal setting process has some meaningful outputs from it. Absolutely. So I hope that these five quick tips have been really useful for you guys within your business. Please tune in for next month where as you would have seen we're on our monthly schedule now as we've got some really really exciting episodes coming up for you thanks for listening to this episode of unlocking business potential if you enjoyed what you heard head along to your favorite podcast app like rate and subscribe so you will receive notifications when future episodes are released and if you do have any questions or are in need of tailored advice please do not hesitate to contact us at melancal at bdo.co.nz. We look forward to joining you next time on Unlocking Business Potential, your business advisory podcast backed by BDO Chattanooga.